And today is the first of the days of Chuseok this year, the holiday when people often go back to their hometowns. Perhaps you're on your way right now. Um, on TMI, we're going to talk about returning to one's roots quite literally, about young people giving up city lives and returning to hometowns, or perhaps just going to the countryside, having never been from there before, to work in the farming, agriculture industries, perhaps to just set up something that might be fairly urban in nature but placing it in the countryside there are all sorts of uh, aspects of this general trend which will be described by Rafael Rashid good morning good morning are you a country person a farming person uh, no I I'm quite a city boy I won't lie <laughs> well, I'll never ask you to lie Rafael. <laughs> but having said that I did do a homestay in Japan of Okay, it was admittedly over 10 years ago, but I did stay on an organic, self-sustainable farm with no, I think we had no gas, no electricity, no hot water, no telephone network. And I did that for two months. How did it go? <laughs> First, I won't lie, it was quite difficult to adapt. Uh, was it harder, though, just to go without internet and things like that and no electricity? Or was it hard just being... No, the, the city. Uh, ha having no, well, it was limited electricity. That was fine, but not being able to go online was a bit of an issue. But I got used to it. Well, tell us about this trend. Young people seemingly wanting to have some of this, and maybe not the full-fledged experience that you had in Japan, but <laughs> still. Right. According to a report by the Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs, a total of about 493,000 people have returned from cities to rural areas last year. And when I say return, I mean, there's actually terms in Korean like kuinong, being going back in order to farm or kuichons, basically going back to the rural areas. So when you combine these, the figure is 493,000 people last year. Um, and the figure overall is actually down by 5.1% compared to 2017. And can I just clarify here, when we say going back, it kind of implies someone came to the city and went back, but it could actually be talking about a much broader trend than that because over decades people have migrated from countryside to the cities and it's not necessarily exactly the same people right. who are going back. Um, I think also, you know, especially like during Chuseok people are going back to their hometowns even right. though they've never really lived there yeah okay that, <laughs> that too uh, they're, they're going to their ancestral roots sure sure but that's also a temporary stay right and coming back to you know these people going back to their roots I guess the number of young people under 40 going back is actually quite uh, an interesting figure to look at. So among the population of uh, people returning to these farming areas, 49.1% were under 40 years old, accounting so for about half. Um, and then those in their 60s and 50s followed with about 17% each. And then people in their 40s with 16.5%, which was the lowest. If you're taking on a new profession in the form of farming, and it's going to be a tough profession perhaps, being under 40 is not such a bad thing. But still, it's surprising because we associate urban life with that age group. Right. I mean, like I said, um, the overall uh, figure has slightly decreased since last year. But if we look at the under 40s, the number of uh, people under 40 going back to these rural areas has actually increased 
So there are now, uh, according to the government figures, 1,356 households under 40, which is up by 2.3% uh, since the previous year, which is not a lot, but a small increase. And these households returning to these farming areas are usually single-person households, accounting for about 72%. So the ministry says that their policy of you know, fostering Young farmers uh, has had an impact and it seems that this um, high percentage of single people moving might be, maybe it's because they first want to move alone and then join their families later or, or join a family business later. You know, we might ask ourselves, what are the, the reasons for joining? I, I love are you familiar with the, the Don McLean song, Castles in the Air? Not really. Okay. Go for it. It, it, it is somewhat dated now, I think, uh, early 80s release, but still. Um, he, he sings in that song really movingly about the fact he's city-born, but he loves the country life, and, and he presents this whole uh, series of ideas of the country that uh, are appealing for, mm. for a young urbanite, and their whole relationship issues wrapped up in it as well. Um, you tell us why the people here are returning yes. or going there in the first place um, of the countryside. Among the reasons why they choose to return to the farming or rural areas is, uh, well, the first reason is job or occupation, which is about 33%, followed by uh, housing reasons, about 28%. And then 24% say it's family life. And among those who do return to these farming or rural areas, about 70.8% were engaged in some form of farming activity. Like I said, you know, it could be to do their own business or maybe even join their family business. And because of this, the government uh, will increase its budget for these, you know, so-called, I don't know how to call it, returnee kind of startups. It's going to increase its budget to support these uh, new businesses. And the budget was originally um, 300 billion won, and now it's increased to four, about 457 billion won. So those are the reasons, not quite as poetic as hills of forest green where the mountains touch <laughs> the sky, a dream come true, I'll live there till I die, to, <laughs> to respond again oh to dear. that song. Oh, come on, it's not bad. <laughs> Got to give it a go, Raphael. Uh, but, um, but what are they actually doing? I, I've travelled around Korea and I've found some soulites who have moved to places like South Jolla province and opened coffee shops or actually places that you could easily find in Seoul, mm. but they've done so in a rural setting. Right. And I think that's one of the attractive things about this new trend. Uh, a lot of young farmers are you know, injecting uh, innovation and marketing practices into their products. So I've seen cases where, you know, you have like young farmers are placing emphasis on their brand, brand identity, the story behind the product um, and their produce, which in turn uh, increases their profits. Um, you know, like you said, some are running these like cafes selling, you know, cakes. I don't know, maybe locally grown carrot cakes. Who knows? Probably dark sugar bubble tea available. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the urban Everyone, trends yeah. making their way around the country. Um, so, yeah, income of young farmers is also increasing and they are actually apparently earning more than urbanites. So, according to um, the Ministry of Agriculture, according to figures by the ministry, farmers under the age of 39, 
they earned 46 million won a year, which is lower than urbanites. But then since 2015, the opposite is true. Um, in 2015, the figure was 53 million won, um, which is about 6 million won more than urbanites. Um, yeah, so apparently it's a better deal to go to, to the countryside these days. And maybe you get a lower cost of living in certain areas, maybe a higher cost in others. Uh, we, we do benefit from economies of scale in, sure. in big cities. What, what's the secret to their success then if they're earning more? Well, I think uh, it lies in, like I said, the fact that they're differentiating themselves from older generations um, using latest farming methods and also new ways to sell their products. So I read a case uh, of a 38-year-old um, who is growing melons and tomatoes in Yongdok in North Gyeongsang province. And many people doubted that um, melons could be grown in this part of, of Korea. But the person pushed nonetheless, owing to the fact that this area has a lot of sunlight. And uh, the farmer employed a variety of new farming uh, techniques and now produces 5,000 boxes of melon a year, four melons per box. And the business has 2 billion won in sales every year. Um, another case of a 28-year-old also in North Gyeongsang province who introduced these kind of cutting-edge smart farm technologies to greenhouses um, and grows tomatoes. So they um, are controlling the greenhouse temperatures, humidity levels, um, you know, environment all using a smartphone and produces 300 tons of tomatoes earning up to a billion won in annual sales um Not bad at all you're starting yeah. to persuade me that we should <laughs> go into the farming business Raphael. and, and you know and, and i uh, there are some who who turn to youtube making videos on rural life showing how they are growing their um, plants um their fruit and vegetable and in turn, because you're literally kind of promoting your own produce online, these YouTubers have actually seen an increase in sales. Believe it or not, some are actually growing bananas in Korea. You're mentioning a lot of products like bananas, melons, tomatoes. This is not, uh, for example, dairy farming or raising cattle for meat, which is a very arduous process, uh, by the way. Uh, that's sure. something that I had the opportunity to witness firsthand. It's something quite pleasing about the idea of raising crops and, and just, <laughs> you know, it's a bit more sedate and serene. Um, although not exactly easy, I'm sure, at harvest time or indeed when you're constantly monitoring those crops and if there's any kind of threat to them, it must be very stressful. But it brings a new fresh twist to farming. It revitalizes areas too, doesn't it, with these young people coming in? Yeah, exactly. They are not all necessarily working in farming. Actually, some have dual sources of income as well, expanding their economic activities from obviously producing these products, but also a kind of tourism experiences, maybe farm, farm experiences, accommodation, restaurants, cafes. That's great, isn't it? If you can convince tourists to come and work your farm for you and pay you for it. <laughs> would you do it? You know, I probably would for a week. <laughs> I think at that point, the, the, the city life would be appealing again. Um, but uh, if this trend continues, it, what will it do to demographics around the country? We are seeing our birth rate continue to drop. Yeah. But rural areas had yeah. been affected even more sorely by that before. So, yeah, rural areas have a quite high ageing population. And this has obviously been a concern for quite a few years. But, you know, this could ease the 
population decline in rural areas, like you said, you know, inject new vitality into them. It can only be a good thing, uh, you know. And I've noticed online quite a few of these, like say, um, shopping cafes or um, small shopping malls run by young people selling these like good, hearty, like farming produce, which probably already existed before, but now they're being advertised to the you know younger generations, maybe through social media, YouTube, and stuff. If anyone's been inspired, there is government support available. Yep. Uh, the government is taking actions to help young people to fulfill their, you know, their dreams and aspirations to to move to rural areas, and there will be further plans to provide them with comprehensive subsidies, even farming land, uh, startup funds, as I mentioned earlier on, and even uh, farming technologies. Well, we'll let you head to the hills now and enjoy Chusog. And who knows, um, when you come back, maybe you'll tell us of your new farming I business. I might be a convert. <laughs> yes. Rafael Rashid, thank you very much for TMI today. Thank you.